Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. And we're so thankful to be able to spread God's word through this medium of the internet on such a widespread basis, literally. So many people have the opportunity to tune in, not just in this area, but across the country and even around the world, and take advantage of these short, about 12-minute studies each day. In so doing, it helps us to have a better focus on the day, because we're thinking more along spiritual lives, and it also helps us to keep in touch, in connection with our God. Now, we encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. There are people in your life who need to turn their thinking around and their lives around. You know people like that. There are people who need to start thinking about their souls and their relationship with God. So by sharing these short studies, you may help some people make a turn in their life, not just for the better over the immediate time, but for the better for eternity. You may help some people get on the right track that will ultimately lead them to eternal life in heaven. So share. You can do that through Facebook friends, through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But share them with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Make up your mind with a purpose and on purpose to share these, to help others turn their lives around. I want to talk about during this period of time a very pertinent and also personal need that we need to be focusing upon in our lives. This is something that touches probably just about every single family in our land and in many cases around the world. It's something that touches a whole lot of individuals, and I'm talking about on a mass scale. Marriage. Marriage. Depending on what statistics you read, you're probably going to find that somewhere between 40 to 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. Now, that's, again, kind of a an analytical kind of perspective, statistical. And so what you're looking at for all the number of marriages that take place during a particular period of time in our country, in our culture, somewhere around 40 to 50 percent probably end up in divorce. That's a sad statistic. If you could cut that down to 30 percent, it would still be a travesty, a tragic, a tragic number of marriages that end up breaking apart and legally becoming divorced. How do you save your marriage? Now, when we're talking about 40 to 50 percent on average on a yearly basis, I suspect that it would probably be even more than that if there were not so many people who have simply Instead of getting married, they live together as though they were married. Now, that's a whole different subject matter, and it has its own tragic consequences that a whole lot of people do not recognize or refuse to accept. But that's a different study for another time. What about marriage? What about those who do become married? May they make that commitment but then 40 to 50% of those marriages end up 
breaking up, falling apart, dissolving, end up in divorce. Maybe you or someone you know very close to you is going through this kind of a situation, maybe even the process of going through getting divorced right now. You probably know some people in your life who are really struggling in their marriage relationships. Again, maybe this applies directly to you, yourself, because you may be struggling. Well, how do you save your marriage? As a gospel minister over decades and decades of working with people, I have done a great deal of marriage counseling. I have kind of described the process for people who are not as much in the know because they don't do that kind of thing, that by the time most married couples get to me or somebody like me and say, we think we need some help, we need some counseling in our marriage relationship, it's, it's almost to the point where this is the last ditch effort for them. Instead of coming when they should have come a year or two years earlier, they've tried to either ignore it they, or maybe work it out in some other ways. The tension, the confrontationalism has increased over that time. And so now instead of just going ahead right now and getting a divorce, they say, okay, we'll give it one more shot. We'll go for some marriage counseling. It's like they're on the operating table almost, and all of the vital signs are going flat-lined, except maybe just a little blip now and then, and they'll say, well, okay, maybe, we, maybe we'll give it one more shot here. Well, instead of that, they should have been going to the doctor two years before, perhaps, or a year before, when the tension started to build, when the conflicts started to become apparent, and try to get some help at that point. Maybe some medication would have helped, and I'm talking about all of this metaphorically, of course, and then they would not have, had, they would not have needed to end up on the operating table. How do you save your marriage? Let me give you one vital, fundamental, foundational principle that can make all the difference in your marriage relationship. Now, are you ready for this? You might want to have a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper and write this down. It's pretty involved. It's pretty technical. It's pretty deep and complicated. Are you ready? Listen to your spouse. Well, I got that all out in one short statement, didn't I? Listen to your spouse. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious when I say it's technical, it's involved, it's complicated. Might want to write it down. You see, it is a simple principle that you need to follow. Every husband, every wife, in every marriage. Listen to your spouse. One man confided in his friend, my wife talks to herself a lot. Well, <laughs> you know, some people, they used to say that's, that's crazy. I don't believe so. I believe talking to yourself can be therapeutic at times. The, the, his friend responded, though, 
Mine does too. So the first friend said, my wife talks to herself a lot. The second friend said, mine does too, but she doesn't know it. She thinks I'm listening. (laughs) Well, what did that friend mean? He wasn't listening to his wife. He wasn't listening to his wife. She was talking to him, supposedly, that was her intention, but he wasn't listening, and he said, she's just talking to herself, because I'm not listening. Well, that's the way a lot of marriage relationships are, either from the perspective of one spouse or that of the other. They don't listen to each other. Now, listening is part of communication. Some people might think that communication is pretty much just talking saying what's on your mind, trying to get your point across. No, that's just half of communication. Speaking is vital, and that is a big part of it, but listening is just as important and just as vital. You want to save your marriage? Start listening to your spouse. And not just being quiet while he or she says whatever's on their mind, And you're just giving them the floor at that particular point in time. But really listen to what they're saying. And don't just listen to the words, but listen to their frustration. Listen to what is behind what they're saying. Observe and therefore listen to their body language. You need to be perceptive. You know, Listening is a skill that has to be developed over time. Look at what James wrote in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, get that last part. Anger, wrath on our part, that does not produce the righteousness of God. When our anger is uncontrolled, when it develops into wrath, we don't become productively righteous in our behavior at that point. In fact, just the opposite. But now what's behind not letting anger or frustration build into wrath? We need to listen. We need to be swift to hear. We need to be slow to speak and slow to wrath, therefore. Now, why do we need to be slow to speak? Because we're taking time to listen. If we're listening, we're not just going to be spouting off and responding in an angry way or a challenging way to whatever our spouse said. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. We're going to get into this deeper next time, but right now let's pray. Father in heaven, there are so many marriages that are in such trouble. And Father, marriage is the basis to forming a home, and the home is the basic unit of our society and culture, because within the home children are born, and the home shapes and molds and guides and develops those children to become productive adults or the home fails to do so. Please guide us 
to have strong marriages, to each individual spouse putting into their marriage all that they're supposed to and that you would have them to. Please give us your wisdom and guidance along this line, Father, and help us as we continue to study from your word about this important need so that our marriages do not fall apart and end in divorce. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.